The Frickin' Miracle of Birth. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for um, doing this with us today. Sure, happy to help, and thanks for being so patient as I rescheduled. Oh, yeah, we're all about the rescheduling as moms. It's like a constant thing we have to deal with, so we understand. Every appointment takes five different dates. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I used to think that, like, pre-COVID, I had to reschedule things a lot because, you know, your kids get sick (laughs) all the time because they're in daycare, and now it's, like, times a thousand because you have to reschedule because someone, like, sneezed one time. For sure. Yeah. Um, so Cindy and I connected cause we're in this like Facebook parent group together. Um, and Georgina and I are friends from law school. We've been friends since 2011, I think now. So I'm introducing you even though I don't really know Cindy. So you're introduced. Well, it's, <laughs> it's really nice to meet you and thank you so much for being here. What's the name of the mom group you guys are part of? Um, I think it was Enlightened Mama, wasn't it? Yes. So it was a mom group that I joined right after I had Ezra. And it was like an in-person, can you imagine? Um, Like newborn group. And you'd just go and like, sometimes there'd be a topic I think you'd talk about. But mostly we'd all just like kind of hang out and talk about how being a newborn mom was hard, but also great. And um, yeah, so that's when I joined. I don't even know if the group actually still meets, but I know that the, um, the Facebook group is still a thing. I didn't oh. even know that they met. I joined that group because I used Liz and, um, gosh, I'm forgetting her spouse's name, Gigi. Liz and Gigi, who um, are the owners of Enlightened Mama, they were our lactation consultants. Oh, awesome. For both our boys. And then I just joined that group just for, like, I don't know, there were things about, like, if, you know, people were supporting each other with milk or with nursing questions or anything like that. So I didn't even know that they used to meet. That's really cool. Yeah, it used to be like in person. They did a a newborn one and then they did like a mama again one. So if you had your second kid, you could bring your crazy toddler and your newborn. Um, And they did a couple other things. Um, Yeah, and Liz would always be there and offer like amazing lactation advice like for free, which was... yeah really a godsend um so great it was cool um so one cheesy thing we do at the beginning of our episodes cindy is um georgina and i not you um talk about our fake sponsor for the week so georgina do you have one or do you want me to go first i have one okay can you hear me okay yes i can hear you Okay, my fake sponsor this week is domino's pizza um <laughs> which is the perfect minnesota winter quarantine pandemic food because it is it is like warm hot and ready and when i receive it it makes me feel like someone loves me like someone (laughs) cares about me someone is feeding me someone is feeding my family um and they have a great app like I am not sponsored. This is not an ad, but I (laughs) love Domino's. And like, if you have reached your mental bottom, like, please consider just doing yourself a favor and spending $12 on a Domino's pizza. It's life changing. So that's my plug. Georgina gave fed me Domino's yesterday and I'm like not eating dairy right now. And I got like a cheeseless Domino's and you'd think that'd be the saddest thing in the world, but like, all of just the flavors and the whatnot that they throw in there and the extra salt. I was like, this is exactly what I needed. So that was amazing. 
Um, my fake sponsor this week is like being in the throes of just like your kids are going crazy and you're just trying to get them to behave and like the random weird improvs you do to like try to get compliant behavior. Like I found myself the other day <laughs> making the sound like from the game operation. Just like, <laughs> like no, no, no. You know? <laughs> and I was like, what? Is that like, I mean, I think it actually worked. So probably some part of my instinct was like, this is the best solution right now. But afterwards, I was just like, what have I become? So that's my sponsor for the week. That makes perfect sense to me because I feel like using sounds is also used in animal training. And yes. there's something that like, I think our brains just all as like mammals are wired to be like, there's a weird sound. Let's stop what we're doing. Yes. Yes. Very true. Um, so Cindy, tell us a little bit about your family. How many kids do you have? So we have two boys. They are two years, three days apart. Um, Theo is our oldest, born uh, April 25th, and then Lincoln was just born this year on April 28th. Oh, wow. So you have a, a little, little one still. Yep. Congratulations. Nine months yesterday or the day before. Yeah, thank you. That's crazy. Their names are incredible. I love both of your boys' names. We, yeah, they, they're very strong names, um, and we had a really hard time coming up with a name for Theo. We literally didn't name him until hours before he was born. We didn't actually know what we were having either time either, mm-hmm. um, but Lincoln, I mean, that, that one came easier after having Theo, because I was like, I feel like they're both kind of presidential now, like Theodore, even though Theo's just Theo, I was like, I feel like they're both presidential names now, <laughs> so. That's awesome. Um, so we usually do one birth story because we like to get really in depth. Um, so is there one, which boy would you, would you like to talk about today? And we can always have you back for the other ones. So don't feel like you're just like choosing the favorite and you'll never get another chance. Theo's is kind of the one I thought of when I reached out to you. Lincoln's is interesting too. And, and it would be maybe sometime in the future, it'd be interesting to talk about that one. But I think Theo's would be a good one to cover because any anyone who's not gone through labor before or maybe has it was just a little I suppose every labor story is unique um but that one is the one that first comes to mind I would say okay um so tell us a little bit about what was going on when you found out you were pregnant set the scene yeah so we got pregnant as a I would call him a surprise child we were <laughs> we were going to start trying very soon um but I'm a planner and I was we were not exactly officially trying yet so a um very exciting surprise mm-hmm. that came about us late summer of 2018 so before the world was was crazy with COVID thankfully mm-hmm. um and it was really exciting but emotional I think I cried for like two weeks just being scared <laughs> to be pregnant not being scared to be a mom because we wanted to have kids, but physically I was scared to be tired. I was scared to feel like I would get fat. Mm -hmm. Um, If there'd be any complications, I'm just a worry wart naturally. So I just, the hormones and just the processing of like the shock was really hard in the first couple of weeks. And I almost felt guilty about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Not being like overjoyed. Wasn't my first reaction right away. Yeah. Um, But my husband's was, and we got through it and it was like, we're going to be fine. And, if you get fat, you can lose weight, <laughs> you know, like, don't worry. Just yeah. be excited. Right. So it's was, funny uh, how before kids like being fat can feel like such an important concern. 
in a way that, like, after kids, it's not like you never care about your body again, but for me, after kids, it's like, well, if I'm fat, it sucks, but also, I have so many other problems. (laughs) I don't care about that at all. (laughs) Um, So how did your first trimester go, besides the initial shock of it? Really good. Um, I was tired as normal. Um, Normal meaning, you know, with pregnancy. Um, I didn't get sick at all. I had a really easy pregnancy in terms of how that went. So just normal of being tired and just feeling it's a tired, you just don't know until it hits you. You know, there's no reason you're tired. And Mm -hmm. then it was either all day or part of the day. It's, it's just weird. You're just constantly exhausted. But it, um, after that, I felt a little bit better. So just felt like a long hibernation period. And, you know, it was like right when fall was starting, Mm -hmm. it's like the, the prettiest time of year for me. So it felt hard to be tired during that time that you just, you just got to get through it. Yeah. Were you um, working or what were you having to do during your day while you're so fatigued? Yes. So I was working and back then uh, a job that I had was up in the office, um, was in office full time and it was like a 30 minute commute. And I just, I mean, I was still doing small amounts of caffeine Mm-hmm. Um, like I reduced coffee to like, you know, half decaf and half regular coffee, like one cup a day versus my three cups of caffeinated coffee a day. Right. So like that was a hard adjustment too, but I just, I just tried to get fresh air. Um, I would take showers just to keep like, you know, awake to like get through, you know, having dinner, just like small meals, like just survival mode really until the placenta would take over. That's just kind of the goals that I had. Yeah, get through it. You know, the placenta will take over eventually and you will, you'll be on a different track at that point. I'm glad that you had faith. I, in that first trimester, I was like, oh, this is my life now. Like I will be miserable forever. So great. Because I was just like so in it that I couldn't imagine a time where that changed. I was such a busybody before getting pregnant. Like I never sat down. I never napped. I never rested. Like unless I was like deathly sick. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm laying on the couch napping, you knew something was wrong with me. So Mm -hmm. during that time, it was hard for me. But I was like, but obviously, this is what my body needs. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me anymore. And I I couldn't feel guilty. I just had to, like, ride the wave. But there were days that were really hard. You're like, you just feel lazy or you feel not motivated, Mm -hmm. you know. And you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like this forever. But it's, it's just a uphill battle you know like every day was different yeah and then did you and your when your first trimester or your second trimester hit did you get that first surge of energy and then do everything and totally exhaust yourself <laughs> yes that's what happened I burnt to out, me. like immediately yeah <laughs> as soon as I got my energy back I was like doing I mean I started nesting I swear the, the second trimester like that whole when they say you nest late like I was nesting all the time mm-hmm. so I was just whenever I had the energy I was burning it faster than I was getting it. Um, Georgina, sorry, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Do you have any questions? Oh, no, I was just listening. I was thinking about sleep. Like, how was your sleep during pregnancy? Awful. Oh. I, had to t- I had, like, um, I like ins- I almost felt like I had insomnia. I had to take Unisom every single night to sleep. Oh I did gosh. a big, huge pregnancy pillow. I did a sound machine. I would do baths, like, before this, I could fall asleep, as soon as you started a movie, once the credits were, like, rolling in the beginning, I'd be asleep. (laughs) Like, that's just how I was, but as soon as I became pregnant, I just could never sleep, and I just really struggled, I would just toss and turn, and then, you know, you have to pee all the time, right, so Mm -hmm. then that's part of it, but no matter what, I did not sleep. 
So during the day, if I was tired, I would at least try to nap. Did you ever snack in the middle of the night? That was something that happened to me. I would wake up and I would eat cheese and crackers at like 3 a.m. I would just be so hungry. <laughs> like I feel like the daytime wasn't enough <laughs> for me. Later in pregnancy, I did. There were a few times. I mean, pro- I could probably count on one of my hands how many times I did it. But I remember thinking like I could not stop thinking about it. Like the when they talk about pregnancy cravings, you just think like, oh, whatever your body is eating, you're going to crave. But like, they are very strange. And they are like, you need to stop at the store right now, or you need to go downstairs and eat right now. It's like your body just takes over and Mm -hmm. is like, go eat this. I remember thinking that was really weird. Like, I'd go down and get a bowl of cereal and it would be on my nightstand in the morning. And I would just think like, I'm crazy. (laughs) We know how that goes here. So so, uh, when, and then, so your third trimester was, I'm bad at math, uh, in the summer? No, it was, it was, so he was born end of April. So it was like February, March, April. So right as, you know, winter's ending, spring is coming. I feel well, like that's, that's a good a, time. Yeah, a nice time. Because if you, ha- like, Very have nice. your baby at the beginning of winter and then you just start, like, getting yes. darker and darker, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> My first well, one was I like that. It. Yeah, and as I got more pregnant, you know, you're more uncomfortable. And for me, because I gained 50 pounds with our firstborn, you know, like, but all I ate at the end was double stuffed golden Oreos <laughs> and cinnamon toast crunch like a crazy person. And I was so exhausted that I didn't work out and I wasn't sleeping. So that's why. Mm-hmm. But I, towards the end, you know, I was like, uncomfortable and hot, right, all the time. So it was really nice to be outside even in those colder temps or like when it was still winter, but warming up, it's mm-hmm. not like the freezing cold of January. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the perfect season because you could be bundled up, but then be out in the cool air and you're not like sweating. Yeah. Like summer would have been miserable. Yeah. The pregnancy sweat. Oh, I f- this is like totally skipping around. But when you told your husband you're pregnant, like how, how did you do that? Was there like a special like card or just like, Oh my God, honey, I peed on the stick or how did that go? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm laughing so hard. Um, so I always envisioned I would have this cute onesie. So he's a firefighter for Richfield. I always envisioned I'd have this cute little like fire truck onesie or like little booties oh, or so something cute. I would do that was super cute. But again, you know, I took a pregnancy test because I was late and I was trying to prove to myself that I was just late and not pregnant mm-hmm. and was not expecting mm-hmm. for it to be a positive result. And as soon as it became positive, I texted him and I, he was working. And I said, what station are you at? And he told me, you know, I'm at station two. Why? And I said, I'm on my way. I didn't even allow my crazy stressed brain about being shocked or bald pregnant. I didn't let it process for a day. I just ran over there crying, <laughs> telling him that I'm pregnant. <laughs> I, I show up to, I, he said to me, he goes, I thought you were coming to tell me you like, we're going to break up with me. Oh. <laughs> so like, he's like, it was just weird that you're like, where are you? I'm on my way. He's like, I have no idea what to expect. And at like, work, by the crazy. way, he thought yeah, you were going to come work. to his work to break up with him. <laughs> I'm so crazy at this point. I blamed it on the hormones guys, but He comes out and he's so excited and here I am in like my sunglasses and I'm holding the pregnancy test in like a Ziploc bag and I'm like, look at this, I'm pregnant, like how did this happen? And he's like, this is great. And I'm like, this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, 
you know, we were drinking wine last weekend. Like, what's going on? You know, and I'm just, like, panicking about everything. And he's, like, so excited. Anyways, the next day I just thought, like, had you just chilled for one day and, like, <laughs> processed that all, you could have done something really cute. So I ruined that for <laughs> You know, it's a memory we laugh at. Just, like, now if I ever say to him, well, stationary or not, he's going to think I'm pregnant. So <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's cute, though. I like that you were just like, I need you now. I can't, oh, I can't hold it in this it. information. <laughs> um, so going into the third trimester and getting closer to labor, how was that for you? I mean, it was every day as I got closer and closer. Um, you know, my pregnancy was easy. We didn't have any complications. Baby was healthy. Um, you know, I'm 5'8", my husband's 6'4", so we were always measuring ahead and we knew the baby was going to be a little bit bigger. So I think that, you know, as we got closer, I was just more and more uncomfortable and ready. But I had a doula. Um, we had a, a, you know, kind of a group of doulas that we were collaborating with. Um, and then we had a midwife team. And so I just felt really comfortable with the support group around us. And mm-hmm. we were That's wonderful. kind of the last ones in our family and of our friends group, actually, to have kids. So we I had a ton of mom friends already. So I felt ready to just get there. I mean, I didn't want to rush pregnancy, but I kind of did. Like, I didn't like being pregnant. I had no issues, no complications, but I just didn't like being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, just a third trimester. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's yeah. get there. Um, so like approaching your due date, were you early? Were you on time? Were you late? How did that go? So super rare, um, but my water broke on my due date. Um, wow. Yes. So we have our bathroom. Our home was built in like the 80s and our bathroom has a, a very old jetted tub, um, which is amazing and was my lifeline during pregnancy. I would just like be in that thing every night. So I was feeling really uncomfortable and it was my due date. So I was kind of pissed off. I didn't have a baby yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of I course. Know feeling. I, I know like, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm uncomfortable, and, like, here we are. And, you know, everybody's texting me, right? They're And they're all trying to be nonchalant. Like, hey, how are you? And, and at this point, I was just responding with memes. Like, no baby yet. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of being. <laughs> so I just was telling my husband, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. I had had kind of false labor all week. I'm like, I'm going to take a bath. I got really hot, so I turned the bath off. I drained the tub. As soon as I stood up, my water broke. And my husband came up to restart the bath because he heard it shut off. He heard the jets shut off and he was like, oh, my God, you know, because he can see my water's breaking. And we were just like, here we go. Um, But very, very rare that on my extra due date, which was April 23rd, um, that night it it broke. And I was GBS strep positive. So we we knew we would have to go to the hospital. You know, they don't let you. They got to put you in antibiotics or whatever. So we knew, call the midwife, get the bag and... Let's go. That's crazy. And this was in the evening, you said? Yeah, it was like 9 p.m., I want to say. Okay. Crazy. Okay, so you drive to... Did you go to a hospital or like a birth center? Yep, we went to um, Fairview Southdale in Edina. How... Did you get your um, like dilation checked or whatever when you first got there? Yeah, so we got there and they confirmed that, you know, it was my water that was breaking. And I was like, it's just, it's the weirdest feeling because it's warm and you feel like you're just peeing your pants the whole time. And yes. the bump we hit was like a gush. I had a towel. <laughs> I had like a full size shower bath towel, like between my legs and my sweatpants over it. And my husband was like, you're going to walk in like this. And I was like, it's either that or I'm going to pee all over the floor, you know? So <laughs> I remember waddling in like a big pregnant penguin and they confirmed, you know, that it was 
my water broke, but I was not dilated at all, and I was not in labor. Like, my water broke, and nothing happened. Oh, my oh, goodness. That's so, you know, they're all like, how are you feeling? How separated are your contractions? And I was like, I feel great. Like, this is fine. <laughs> but I wasn't in labor. So that night, because this was Tuesday night, but, you know, they admit us because of the um, GBS strep or whatever, and they start the antibiotics and all that. And I just said, you know, because they talked about Pitocin right away. And I said, you know, I want to see if my body will naturally go into labor. Like, let's give it some time. So they, um, I can't remember what they gave me, but it was something natural to see if I would go into labor, something to soften my cervix. Mm -hmm. Um, They gave that to me and really nothing happened through the next morning, um, which is, so that was a Tuesday. So the next morning, Wednesday. So they did um, ask to induce me. And I just, I wanted to give it more time. You know, I was like, my body knows what to do. And I've gotten to this point. And, you know, if it's not in danger to the baby, like, let's just, you know, see what happens. Mm -hmm. And finally, that afternoon, they convinced me to do Pitocin because, you know, they worry about infection after 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so we did start Pitocin that, um, that afternoon. And then things got heated quickly heated quickly meaning things are going I was feeling contractions I was in labor like it was it was moving along was your doula able to be with you the whole time so we actually did phone support until because the doulas would switch you know how many hours they would go on call um and so they waited they were like we're here when you need us but really we want to be able to make sure we don't have to switch shifts so once you're like at a higher dilation point or you really feel like things are moving and you're uncomfortable, that's when you should call us in so that you're kind of guaranteed one person to take mm. the shift so you don't have to switch. So they came at like seven o'clock that night and then she stayed with us till the baby was born. But um, once she got there, like I just couldn't have done it without a doula because they were helping my husband, you know, with how to help me mm-hmm. and just walking us through all the, you know, we walked a lot around the hallways and just having someone there to just, cause I would try to stop right if a contraction hurt. It was like another person to just push you through and make you laugh, get you through it, distract you, distract your husband. Like it was amazing. Yeah. It's so, so helpful to have an experienced calm person yeah. there. And I wasn't against, you know, doing an epidural, but I didn't want to, for that to be, right off the bat what I signed up for I wanted to get through what I could get through as long as I could Mm -hmm. and at this point you know we're over 24 hours I hadn't slept because you don't sleep in a hospital and I wasn't sleeping anyways and I was just getting really tired so having that extra person there um was just key to to keep going did they let you eat at the hospital they would have but I chose not to because I was afraid of getting sick and I was, um, you know, cause they said right away in the morning, they're like, you can have whatever you want. But I knew with like them giving me like the Pitocin and, and any other things, I was like, I just didn't want to get sick. So I, I ate something really, really minimal, like maybe just some toast or, or something or like some snacks we brought, but they would have let me order something. So are you like me where you're like, vomiting is the worst feeling in the entire world. I yes. will do literally anything to avoid it. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was my 100%. number one fear going into labor. Not the pain, yep. not yep. not possible surgery, which it should have been. Uh, but it was For like, sure. I don't want to throw up from this. And of course I did. And it was totally fine. But I just yeah. laugh and at I- myself when I think about how that was the thing I was most scared of. That was my fear, too. And, like, ew, puking in front of people or whatever. You know, it was, like, so dumb. Like, who cares? Yeah. You're there, you know. Like, that's the least of your worries. But I had also just 
finished reading Ina May's childbirth book or whatever. Mm-hmm. to childbirth, And a lot of those stories where, you know, the women puke right at that. I don't even remember what they call it when you dilate to a certain percent. Anyway, so yes, that was in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'm not throwing up today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so funny. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, when you're having contractions, the first thing on my mind isn't food either, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, especially Pitocin, I feel like it gets intense real fast, so. Yes. Then you're, like, thinking of other stuff. So how long, so that was in the, you said the afternoon when things started picking up? Yes. And so that was in the, yeah, that was in the evening, and then I, I finally was fully dilated at midnight that night so here we are 20 27 28 hours later right after my water breaks i'm fully dilated and i was exhausted Mm -hmm. um so prior to being fully dilated i finally was just exhausted from not sleeping and walking around all day i i made a i don't want to say this was a bad decision but at the time it felt like i made a bad decision to just like sit on the bed for a minute Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did, the pain got excruciating. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just no. was like, I'm tired. I haven't had anything to eat. I haven't had any sleep. Like, get me the epidural. I don't care. I'm like, I'm physically done. Because I was so defeated that, like, the baby still wasn't coming or, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't done. You know, it, totally. it, like, you see it in the movies, right? Their water breaks and they have a baby hours later. Like, I was, I, I knew that that wasn't reality, but it still, like, sits in your head. Why is the baby here yet? So of course, I I did get an epidural, and then that slowed things down even more. I feel like mm-hmm. I continued to slowly dilate from that point on. So finally, about midnight, I was fully dilated. They let me start pushing around one or one thirty, and I pushed for three and a half hours. Wow, they called long time. yes, <laughs> ah! yeah, yes. And oh they called gosh. the OB because at the time, and we didn't know what we were having, but our son, his heart rate kept going up and down, and they didn't know if he was playing with the umbilical cord or if he was getting stuck or if he was stressed or if it was around his neck. So they called this OB, who was wonderful. But if you can picture in this room that I'm on the bed with my legs up doing all this pushing, right, for three and a half hours, and here's this team behind me. It's a, my husband, a midwife, an OB, a doula. They're all chewing gum. It's in the middle of the night, and they're all staring at me, just waiting for me to do the next push. And I'm like <laughs> awkwardly, like, "Hey guys, how's the show?" Like, <laughs> I just remember in that moment thinking, like, "It's so awkward. Like, where's the baby?" <laughs> like, they're all just... <laughs> it was funny. It, we were all making jokes and just trying to get through it. But after three and a half hours, the OB said, "Okay, after this last push." we're going to do the the head vacuum thing mm-hmm. if baby doesn't come out. And I do not know what happened in that moment to me or my body, but I just gripped the rails and I said in my head to this baby, I don't care if I split in half, you are not getting vacuumed out. You will come out. And he came shooting out. And they were like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> like, Oh my it was gosh. amazing and painful because the epidural at this point is wearing off, which I'm, I'm thankful I got it because of the three hours of pushing. Yeah, at no this kidding. point it's wearing off and I can feel things and I'm like, just get out. Let's go. And he came out. And they said, stop. I've been like, uh, excuse yeah, me. What have like, we been stop. doing this whole time? You I want know, me to stop? I <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't care how split right and a half. You are coming out now. I'm like, why didn't I do this like two hours ago? You know? <laughs> Oh. You probably needed that, like, it to be really at that last minute. 
We have a friend yeah. who gave birth to twins and she gave birth to the first one. And then they were like, okay, well, we might have to C-section out the second one. And she was like, oh, hell fucking no, we're not doing yeah, that. And right. she basically was dying from blood loss and still was just like, we're getting this done, people. Yeah. So there's just something That's about that bad. threat that just puts you into like extra crazy mode. For sure. I was like, especially after like three and a half hours, you know, if I've been like, no way, no, I'm, I'm committed at this point. This baby is coming out of me. That's amazing. So. I'm impressed you had, and I had my first, I only pushed for an hour and a half, but it felt like 24 hours. Like I was mm-hmm. so exhausted. I could barely breathe. And I can't yeah. imagine doing it for twice that amount of time. Well, and that's in that moment where I like, didn't feel guilty about getting the epidural. Like, mm-hmm. because it's not like I wasn't okay with that. It's just, I would have preferred not if, if there was an option for like, there was an option for me. I don't really know what I'm saying with that, but like, it just, in my head, I was like, oh, doing it without me feel better. And like, in that moment, I was like, no, it's exactly what I needed. And it was the right plan. And it was the right team. Like, it, it just, it all came together into that moment. Yeah. Um, and nothing else mattered besides bringing this baby here and me being able to do it. And I would not have been able to do it with that. I mean, physically, yes, but like, mentally, that is what I needed to get me through. Yeah, totally. So then he comes out and my husband was supposed to, so my husband being an EMT that, you know, our midwife was going to let him help deliver. But at this point, you know, when the OB came and they were stressed about his heart rate going up and down, you know, he wasn't able to do it. But right when um, the baby came out, Nathan's like, it's a boy. Yes. Like, I got my son. You know, so, so proud dad. And yeah, it was all worth it in that moment. You're just like, thank God <laughs> I'm done pushing and the baby is here and I can see it and hear it. That's so sweet. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time, well, for me, my first one, the feeling of relief of being done pushing was like, definitely more than anything about the baby, at least for like one full minute. I was like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm done with that. And then I was like, Oh, a baby. That's mine. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I remember reading like, you know, or even when we took birth class, so like after the baby's born, then you have to birth the placenta. And I remember thinking like, oh man, like after all that, then you have to have like another birth. And like, I literally <laughs> don't even remember being stitched. I don't remember birthing a placenta. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it, I have, obviously that happened, but I, I was like, I don't fucking care. My kid is here. <laughs> Do whatever. Like <laughs> take whatever you need. You know? So, so did you get to have, um, your son like hold him right away? Yes. That's awesome. put on my chest. I mean, they, they wiped him off and put him right on me. And yeah, it was awesome that he laid there the whole time while they were doing the stitching and percent and all that. I think they, they only briefly took him just to get a weight. And that's incredible. Um, and then how did your like immediate recovery go? Did you get to stay at the hospital for a bit? Yes. So we stayed, um, I'm trying to think he was born on a Thursday morning and we were, we went home on Saturday. So we did stay two nights and I think most of that is honestly from the GBS strep because that also happened to my other son. Um, and we were just on the borderline, you know, he was born real early that morning. So, but we got to stay and, um, everything. I really enjoyed that hospital and the care team there. Um, and they're really big on like skin to skin and they had a lot of like nursing support and all that, which was important to us. And so we got, um, a lot of that. And then at that time too, we had our, both of sets of parents were able to visit, um, later that day, the grandparents and meet the baby. Oh, the before times. Right. Visit. So special. Yes. Very different now. Yes, indeed. 
what was your first day home bringing him home like we had a um my first baby was a chocolate lab named miles and so i was (laughs) real anxious to introduce the two of them Mm -hmm. um but i just remember leaving the hospital being like that's it they just send you home when we have like (laughs) what we're doing (laughs) like weird right like okay is he strapped in like did we just drive do we go normal speed like we just didn't even know what if he's sick you know when we get home or what if he it was just Mm -hmm. funny i'm a two-day-old parent um, right (laughs) clearly i'm not old enough for this exactly like they trust me with that um it was quiet it was just very like you know he slept a lot um Mm -hmm. he was a good like day sleeper and when we just got home and we just I remember just sitting on the couch after I like took a shower in my own shower and just coming down and like seeing like the world for now and ever has changed like completely. We yeah. are no longer just the two of us and a dog, you know, we have a family and it was just a really bittersweet moment of just like your whole world has changed in what feels like a blink of an eye, but you've been planning for it for nine months or more. I just remember enjoying that moment, you know, it was, it was at the time in the room, it was quiet and it was very bright because it's spring. And then, you know, the, two minutes later, there was a blowout and crying and breastfeeding was a shit show <laughs> and the reality set in, right? And making that moment like even more special. So it was funny. Here we go. <laughs> that is such a beautiful and accurate description, I feel like, of parenting. It's like yeah. moments of such intense, immeasurable joy and love and just feeling your humanity <laughs> so yeah. much and then like oh and then there's this giant mess that's happening in chaos yes. <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> yes exactly wow wonderful and um is most of your family um you and your husband's family both here in town in in the twin cities area they're not so his family is about two and a half to three hours um, northwest in Wisconsin and my family my mom and stepdad live about two and a half hours northwest in Minnesota so down here in the cities we don't have a family close by so when they do come visit they usually come and stay a night or two you know that's it's like a, a visit for like a weekend or something like that so hopefully someday maybe we'll live a little bit closer where we can have a little more regular visits um they don't know they don't be such a production and like a travel but mm-hmm. Um, close enough within driving distance. So it really was just, you know, your little unit when you first came home. And how did Miles do? Good. Yeah, he just sniffed him out. I mean, I I did the recommended, like, bring home the, you know, when Nathan came home to let him out one day or whatever, bring a baby blanket, let him smell it. Like, our dog didn't care. He was like, cool, whatever. Like, where's, where's a treat or where's a bone? Like, <laughs> he really didn't mind the baby. I feel like he would hang out in the room just out of curiosity. Um, but he didn't get jealous. He didn't, he really wasn't bothered until Theo was old enough to pull on his ears and disrupt <laughs> his sleep. <laughs> so all that was fine. Um, yeah, it was just crazy. It's just, I felt, it felt like the pregnancy that was never ending and long. And then it felt like a birth story. Like I felt like I was in labor for three weeks mm-hmm. and pushing for three days. Um, but then all of a sudden you just have this tiny little human that you have to keep alive. And, and it's like everything doesn't, nothing else matters anymore. How dirty your house is or how tired you are, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, this is now the new important thing. It is crazy how like pregnancy and labor are never ending, but then also yeah. end so suddenly 
Because you go yeah. from like no baby to baby. And there's just something yeah. sudden about that, no matter how long it took to get there. It's like now there's this thing and everything is completely different. For sure. I remember feeling weird too that, you know, when you're pregnant, everybody's asking, how are you? How is baby? Like, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you have the baby, of course, it's all about the baby. But there is a little weirdness of like, but I'm okay. Like, thanks, guys. You know, like, don't <laughs> worry. I'm just like exhausted. And I have reheated my coffee six times today. And I'm, const- you know, I'm constipated or whatever. But like, there is this thing that you do feel a little inside of like, it- it's hard to adjust to that. Like, you're not pregnant anymore. The, the baby's outside and your body goes through so much. It's mm-hmm. just... And then the hormones on top of that, like that is a process in itself where I really think, you know, maternity leave just isn't nearly as long as it should be. That's my opinion. But it, it's it's an adjustment into the world not being pregnant just as much as it is getting and being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I remember coming home from work and like, I'm like, my son wants to like oh, touch me and nurse immediately. And I'm like, I got to get mm-hmm. this like work shirt off so that you don't, like, get spit up on it, but you're crying, so I got to do it, like, super fast, and I definitely don't have time to wash it because I have this crazy life now, so I'm just, like, like, so getting home from work was, like, I'm so excited to see you because I've missed you so bad, and I'm also, like, scrambling and panicking to, like, meet your needs fast enough, just, like, wow, it was crazy, but the second kid, I was, like, oh, yeah, this is routine, but the first one, I was, like, oh, my God, what is this? For sure. And you're, and like, all- feeling guilty. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm not fast enough. I'm not, like, and it is that you're, you aren't fast enough no matter how fast you are. Yes. Like, in yes. those moments. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember also just really struggling with all the new equipment I would need to navigate my life and mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, my God, I can't leave the house without half the house packed into my diaper bag. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgot. I, I just remember pre-kid being able to leave the house with, like, my keys, phone, and wallet, and that's it. And now... Yeah. I, like, what? <laughs> That's even possible? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and it's just a very different way of moving through the world. And I feel like that that adjustment just wasn't something that I could have prepared for before having a kid. So Yeah. Even so. though everybody tells you. like Yes. Everybody tells you everything. Everybody tells you their birth story or their pregnancy story or their, their how their baby slept or didn't sleep or ate or didn't eat. Like, and even all those things that you read about and hear about, you still don't have any idea until you're doing it. Yeah. There's something about knowing you won't be able to eat a salad because it's too hard to get it to stay on the fork while you're holding a baby. And then, like, mm-hmm. actually experiencing that. Like, okay, I just can't right. eat salads anymore until my kid's, like, old enough to be strapped into a high chair. Yeah. Too much work. When are they going to invent a mom bib for like when you're nursing your kid and you need to eat so that it doesn't <laughs> fall into the baby's head? Just like a little or, tray soft enough, yeah, under your chin, though, where they don't get bothered and they don't get hot and you don't get sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> it's an idea. Like that. Yeah, my kid always had food in their hair. I remember I would be eating like because the one thing I craved after pregnancy was a Jersey Mike's turkey sandwich with mayo. And Yum. I remember eating that and the mail went right on his head. And I was like, <laughs> I am really sorry, but I'm also just going to let this happen. So yes. I can enjoy the <laughs> How was the rest of your postpartum period? It was good. I mean, we struggled with breastfeeding. So Theo had both a tongue and a lip tie. And so he basically could not eat. Um, and so nursing was 
going well, so I thought, but really he wasn't and he wasn't gaining weight. And so that puts um, a lot of stress. I mean, breastfeeding is hard, whether you whether you do it or you don't do it. It's a very hard thing. It just, it made it even more challenging. And so I thought for a while that like, is this postpartum? Like what's going on? You know, cause I was so sad about it and it was so hard and it was just stressful. And, but once we kind of got that figured out and got his like, you know, ties revised and on his lip and his um, tongue, then when that like subsided and we kind of got our routine of eating um, underway, it got a little bit easier, but I thankfully didn't have any other like postpartum issues you know luckily with my second I did but not with you know my first and but you you think in your head every time you're you're crying or you're tired or you're stressed there's always that weighing in the back of your mind because the doctors tell you to be aware of that and Mm -hmm. so I feel like just the thought of that was always around like is this it I don't know was there more than it actually was yeah like an extra anxiety yeah um well is there anything else you want to share I feel like we've got you know, your most of your story, but if there's anything else you wanted to share about your story, we're happy to hear it. No, I don't think so. That was Mr. Theo. Mr. Theo. Um, so one thing we do at the end of our episodes is I usually share a birth or pregnancy fact. And the one I found today is that there's glands in your nipples, basically, that produce a smell that smells like amniotic fluid. So that when you start breastfeeding, your baby will be like, oh, this smells like but I was swimming in for nine months and they'll be like drawn to it. I thought that was really so interesting. That is why they, cause they totally smell you. Like when you come into the room, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that either. And I've read a lot of hippie birth books, but that is a new one for me. I remember when my daughter was born and like the first latch, I called it my animal planet moment because I was just I, like looking back at pictures and just what happened. It was like the most like, natural animal thing I've ever witnessed up close. (laughs) (laughs) So that fact helps that make sense to me. Yeah. Cindy, thank you so much. Your story is beautiful and we really appreciate you sharing it with us. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for, for agreeing and making the schedule and moving mountains to get some quiet space and time in your house with kids. So I really appreciate it. In, in the, after times or whenever one day we'll have to like meet for coffee I, there's a group of moms now in the twin cities that have been on the podcast and it would be fun to do some kind of little celebration yeah. yes absolutely yes absolutely and i'll i'll reach out sometime too where you know maybe if you guys are still needing some stories we can talk about mr lincoln well you know before my my mom brain gets worse yeah before you forget it we will yeah. take you up I, on that <laughs> for sure legit before when Colleen sent me the reminder like five minutes before I was like okay totally forgot again so I'm glad that <laughs> yeah. and I told my husband yesterday told my husband yesterday at one o'clock tomorrow I have this thing going on but have forgotten all day long woke up today and actually thought it was Monday so anyways when my mom brain reminds me to tell you to schedule <laughs> we can talk about Lincoln <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds great. great yes <laughs> awesome <laughs> Thanks, ladies. All right. Thanks. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.